Hey, what's up? You're listening to Setting Stages with Eddie Mack. I'm your host, Eddie Macaranis, and I'm a former dancer who connects with people who've hustled an unconventional path in areas ranging from leadership, art, business, entertainment, health and fitness, social media, and lifestyle so that you can leverage their knowledge and experiences to gain an edge on your personal and professional improvement. I want you to discover how you can create a clearer path in your journey by learning from those who have set the stage in their own discipline. Gain a better understanding of the strategies, struggles, and successes of real leaders and real people. Let's go. Guys, welcome once again to another episode of Setting Stages with Eddie Mack. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this show. And if it is your first time, you are in for a really cool treat because of the guest that I have on today's episode. Her name is Joni, Joni Rios, and she is out in Washington, D.C., She is a former dancer as well, so we kind of have this overlapping experience in that realm. Turns out I just kind of ran into her on Instagram through um, kind of a mutual web of friends and hashtags and interests, and it turns out, man, we made a really cool connection. She was willing to share her story, and this is the ideal candidate for the show. She actually left a very comfortable salary at a corporate job, branched out because something was tugging away at her, in terms of wanting to do more for herself and serve others in her own way. So what she does is she is a coach and consultant for both personal development and business and leadership management. And she has created her own business in helping others and serving others by telling the truth about themselves by looking at their past and changing their story. And that's what we're going to walk you through today. Well, Joni will. I'll just be asking the questions on how we get that done. Um, But she's got a really cool method of doing it. She also shares her own personal story of how she left that corporate job to create this path for herself, which is so awesome because that is exactly why I created this show. I am fortunate enough to be in a network of people who have gone through very different experiences, very unique paths that have created some success for themselves, and Joni fits the bill just just right. And so you're in for a treat. Um, let's just welcome to the stage Joni Rios Samalin. Let's go. Well, I appreciate you joining me on the show, and um, I I truly believe that you are the perfect candidate to be a guest on Setting Stages uh, because of what you do. Before we jump into everything, can you describe to me exactly how you would define your occupation, Joni? I'm a business and personal coach. I'm also a business management consultant. Awesome. And you and I connected via social media, specifically in Instagram, and I forget the web of, of... journey that I ended up on your page, but somehow, some way, I ended up connecting with you, really loved what you were posting online because you were sharing something that um, that I think is so important, which is mindset. And um, that is something that you push very hard on social media. To your family, I've even noticed that you share some, in, uh, some intimate moments with your daughters. And I think it's great that you're sharing such a positive light and using that platform as a way of spreading a, a positive message. How are you feeling about uh, social media and how that has made played a part in what you do? 
Well, social media has been a, a platform to get my message out, just like so many of us, yourself included, and the friends that we hang out with. We're, we're up to something bigger than ourselves, and social media has been a great platform to, to get that message out. For mindset in particular, you know, we as human beings, we have these negative thoughts in our minds over and over again and to have these reminders and to have a support system of really how to check our thoughts and how to have that impact our lives is just so important it's something i've dedicated my life to and social media is just a great platform for that you know it's interesting that you jump right into that because if 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 i consider what social media has also tended tend tended to um to make an uh, have an effect on people it's it's a lot of comparisons and we tend to see a lot of people's lives their highlights as many of us have seen them to be and why not you know we we love to share great moments and and awesome experiences so that other people can kind of share in that happy moment with us and at the on the flip side of that coin too there is a lot of comparison that takes place as some people are scrolling through their feed and that begins to create some kind of negative um, thought process. Can you describe what you've experienced in some of your clientele? Of course, keeping you know discretion and confidentiality in spirit. Um, based on your experience, what have you seen as far as negative impacts that social media has maybe played into some of your clients? Yep. Well, back to the theme and the heart of your question, which is about comparison. You know, social media is amplifying the comparison kind of uh, issue but it's not about social media it's about what's really inside of us again innate as human beings we do compare and i know that social media kind of highlights that amplifies that but what i work on with my clients is what's what's really going on with you and people always ask me what's the difference between coaching and therapy and this topic is can be debated and I do have friends who are therapists but one friend in particular who is a therapist as and myself who has been through therapy I know that we go through the past in in quite some detail to really get to the root and heart of what's happened in the past to move on whereas in coaching we do it's like a it's like a slingshot. We have to go backwards to, to move forwards, backwards a little bit to catapult forwards. Uh, and I explain that because the issue of comparison is such a common theme that I see throughout all of my clients, most of my clients, that it, it causes them to behave in, in certain ways, causes people to make up stories in certain ways. So what I'm about in coaching in particular is how can we take the stories we make up in our heads and realize that they are just stories and how can we move on? And so, you know, social media is, is, yeah, it's one platform. It's one thing that you're right. It does not always bring out the best in us, but it's a much larger conversation than that. And in my opinion, it's all about what, who, who are you as a person? How secure are you? No, if you're swayed by social media, that means you're swayed by other things like your neighbor you can compare yourself to or, or you know, that that classmate or that colleague, right? So it's more about what are you doing about these kind of societal comparisons and what kind of mindset tools do you have to transform your thoughts, transform your mind and transform your life is really what I teach. 
Awesome. I can only imagine the depth of changing someone's mindset, especially when they've created this story, like you've you've explained, creating a story in their mind of what is uh supposedly true about them but they've begun to become blind i suppose to the potential and and evolution of who their character can be am i catching you drift right yep yeah that's right so right yep you know you you mentioned the um how much we how much we might value the comparison on social media opinion seems to be a lot of um why people will kind of hold themselves back from moving or progressing in any in any facet of life. I'm not just talking about career, but I mean just just making moves in general we start to overthink as people about how other people will perceive us if we were to try something unconventional and uncomfortable by norm. Yeah. Um can you share maybe some insight on how we can or or what are your thoughts on the opinion of others and how we should really filter those Well, I'll start by sharing. I personally went through that. I was in corporate America making a very good income over six figures and climbing the corporate ladder. And I was was on partner track and one of the largest consulting firms in the world. And the perception of who I was as not only a wife and mom and a corporate leader, but I, I had everything made for me. And and I was supposed to just keep going with that because a lot of people expected me to do that, right? And the perception was I would go a certain way. But I inside was not fulfilled. I did not want that to be my life. So I think your question is, what can people do, you know, when they're expected to go a certain way, what what are my thoughts on that? My thoughts on that, just to cut to the chase of the bottom line, is you have to do you. And I know it's really scary. I know that it's really easy to compare and kind of be scared of the unknown. But living your authentic life, your authentic truth is really the, the only way to live if we want to be happy and peaceful. Now, I can say that because I went through a really tough journey um, to get to where I am now. I do teach mindset. I do teach people how to live with passion and purpose. But that's because I I had to go through my, my own journey. I had to look in the mirror and say, you know what, who do I want to be? What do I want my life to be about? What example do I want for my children? Can I really wake up every morning to a job that I don't like and that's not fulfilling and I had to ask myself these really hard questions that had me really transform my whole entire life how I thought about life and so now what I do for a living is I help people through those transitions whether it's in their career or their personal life I think it's really powerful that you can use your personal experience as the driving force as to why you pursued what you do now. Um, The fact that you've been through those experiences, and I would say that a vast majority of us have a version of that. Um, And I myself have experienced that too. When you look at those experiences and are able to apply them in your work, I think that it really makes the client or or, or your audience kind of connect the dots to understanding that it does take kind of a reality check within yourself to begin the the process of change and then activity kind of follows suit and, yeah absolutely yeah and just to add to that the the transformation process is is something really intentional that I work on with my clients and when 
I tell them all the time when you have a belief that doesn't serve you or if you have a negative thought or if you're not feeling empowered it's because of a 5 10 15 year old story that you're telling yourself you thinking you can't or you thinking you're not worth it or you comparing yourself it's not actually you acting your age something happened when you were again 5 10 15 somewhere in your adolescence that had you decide you know that I'm not I'm not good enough so what I do with my clients is really we heal we have to heal the we have to heal and we have to forgive ourselves and we we have to move on and how there's a lot of different ways and tactics to do that I know that on this interview you wanted to talk about affirmations but I I really want to stress to your audience that reinventing yourself and choosing a path that's unconventional or something that's not what you've done in the past it it takes some real courage to dig deep down inside and say, you know what, I, I forgive myself, I forgive others, and I'm going to listen to that whisper, that that voice that keeps coming up of, you know what, I'm better than this and I can do something else. That's not a an easy voice to to hear or maybe we right. do hear it but we it's not easy to acknowledge that's for sure um you were you were just touching and scraping the surface a little bit about your journey having worked in corporate america for a consulting firm that you know you paid very well obviously the income was nice and yet you still found that there was some dissatisfaction in your own career and therefore there was a void in your life and you needed that to be filled in another way in a different capacity. Can you tell me about some of the struggles that you experienced making that leap? Yes. Well, I'll talk about the, the transition, the, what caused the transition because I've been talking about going on my own and, and starting a coaching business for over 10 years. And, <laughs> and this is the first time that I've you know really done it. And it was after maternity leave, after my second daughter was born, I had a complete nervous breakdown in front of my two bosses. This is on the phone. Oh my gosh. I was, I was screaming. I was cursing. I was just lost. I lost it. I was so stressed out. I was so hormonal that I couldn't even hold a conversation. And the only people who have heard me like that were my, <laughs> up to that point, were my mom and my husband. Oh my God. But here I am just losing all of my cool. And I realized in that moment and moments thereafter that I needed to put myself in a nurturing environment that's going to bring out the best in me and not the worst in me. And so once I calmed down from that, you know, about a month later, I offered my coaching while I was at the other company, I offered coaching services for free to some friends and it's just evolved from there. And now, now I'm coaching full time, mainly business owners looking to take their business to the next level. Cause we're talking about, comparisons we're talking about getting over that you know story that you created when you were younger and there are business owners who are my clients who they're making a lot of money they they have a lot going for them but every individual every person is always managing their own demons in their head and and there are tools there are tactics there are ways to keep those kind of those stories I'm using air quotes with my fingers right now but there's a way <laughs> to keep those stories in check so that you really are living into your possibility and like you just said it's not easy to keep those voices in check but 
it's not only possible, it also can become a way of life. And there's there's some tools, and I'd, I'll teach you and your audience some of them here. But it's just been an awesome journey to go from you know where I was then to where I am now, really transforming lives. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to some of that content from you in a bit. The yeah. um, you know, going back to your story, did you did you just kind of quit cold turkey from your your career at that time, or was it a transitional uh, phase over time? It was a I quit cold turkey because I I was at a a very large firm for seven years and then another large firm for three years. And then I ended my corporate America stint with a, a smaller company. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, now it, now it's fortunately, but my contracts were running out and I needed to make a quick decision. Do I stay at this company or, or do I just give my two weeks and leave? So we didn't have savings saved up. We didn't have a master plan. Um, it happened sooner than I thought. We wanted, when I say we, my husband and I wanted me to leave corporate America, not not quite that soon, but it just happened because of circumstances. And, you know, I looking back now, I think it really caused me to get my business up and running really quickly and get really serious on day one, as opposed to the waiting it out or transitioning it out so it was a blessing in disguise and that's how it worked out right on from what i'm catching it's almost like some unintentional events took place or un unanticipated events may have kind of brought you to a point where it's like push came to shove and you had to make that leap does it does that sound right that's exactly what happened yeah it's interesting um uh and I'm, I'm know you're familiar with Tony Robbins says that we usually take action or make change based on desperation or motivation. And in this yep. case, they they kind of played each other as a as a two peas in a pod for you. Yep, that's, that's right. Cool. Yep. So, um, I can't imagine what conversations you had over the dinner table, considering that you had put your two weeks in. You're going cold turkey, <laughs> financially not being prepared. And I, and I gotta say that. Yeah. As, as my audience listens to this, it's scary for a lot of those people to make that leap because of a financial obligation to support a family, pay yes. rent or a mortgage. So those fears definitely play into it. And those are the part of the voices that speak or, or talk people out of making that change. And here you are, you're saying it was a blessing in disguise. And it's hard for us to kind of look past that shroud of that disguise that you discussed. What was that like for you? when you look back at those fears and those doubts about this next move, how did you overcome them? So that's a great question. And I have clients in that same position where they are worried about how am I going to pay mortgage? How are we going to pay the kids daycare? And I get it. It's, it is scary. And fear and possibility cannot live in the same arena. It's just not possible. So I remember I was at, dinner with a girlfriend who completely just changed my perspective on this whole transition to out of corporate to my own business. And I told her I was scared. I told her I'm, I'm scared about my family. And I just went on and on about my fears and she stopped me. She interrupted me and she said, don't you do that? She said, you can't have fear and your dream it just it's not going to work you can't be fueled by fear and 
ever since that day, something clicked in me and I've, I've just been running on a different lane. I'm, I'm no longer letting fear drive me and, and miracles and all kinds of things are opening up. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction and I'm, I'm an avid follower of Esther Hicks. If your if your audience hasn't heard about it, Esther Hicks is just a law of attraction teacher, and and I truly believe that if you put your energy into a really intentional space, and a, a belief is a thought you think over and over again. So if a belief is a thought you think over and over again, and you keep thinking to yourself, "How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to pay the bills? How am I, then you're going to live in this lack reality so anyway from that day forward from that dinner I just completely shifted my mind my reality and started actually doing what I've been preaching and teaching this whole time which is to live and walk in faith and I'm not saying do affirmations all day long and take no action that is not what I'm saying because you have to work your ass off if you're going to do something like leave a steady paycheck but you can do it with intention, with faith, with with that drive and with that belief that you're going to make it. Because if you lead by fear, then you just you just have no chance. And that's where I was at. I, at that time of the dinner, I was ready to give up on myself. I was ready to call it quits, go back to finding a, a big corporate job. But ever since then, I, I just have been kind of leading from a different place. Um. So as as I listen to that story, and thanks for sharing that, because that's very personal. Uh, um, as far as that moment over dinner, I think that's powerful too. And yeah. um, gosh, when when I consider your your explanation, you talked about the beliefs and how that repetitive uh, story that we play in our minds then becomes almost a truth that we almost can't avoid. Right. And w- would you say that? Um, well, gosh, I'm trying to formulate my question here, Joni. This might be edited out. <laughs> but it's all good. I know, right? Okay, so when I consider the story that you just explained, and then you touched on the belief and our repetitive nature of like telling that story over and over, you, we then tend to kind of like live out that truth because we just yep. have have told us that so many times. How how did you kind of like? realize that she your friend was right and I do need to change my mindset what did you what steps did you take to kind of begin that change well I knew she was right because she was living by example she's I'll just say her, her name is Lena Forsley she lives in Canada and she she has a, a podcast called uh, Speaking Out. I encourage you guys to check it out. But Shout she, out to Lisa. She lives by, yeah, she lives by example. So she okay. lives in Canada and she says, I'm going to create this march in Washington, D.C. against domestic violence to help, you know, shed the light on the issue and, and sway lawmakers. Anyway, that alone showed me if, if you can declare something if if you can say that something's going to happen you have no idea how it's going to happen just no idea but you lead by faith and you you lead with love and you just believe and know it's going to work out you you it takes a lot of hard work it does but just to see that she just finished that march i i knew that she was right 
when she said with full confidence, you can't lead with fear. You have, you have to lead with belief and faith. And so there's something just intuitively in me that clicked. Um, and I've just, I've just seen my business in a whole different light. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had moments, many moments where I've gotten scared or I've doubted myself. I'm human. You know, I, I've had those and I just haven't had that kind of low of a breakdown since then. That's awesome. It, um, at, at this point, you know, if, if I just fast forward to the tape, considering how happy and satisfied and fulfilled you are with your job and what you do, um, that, that transition and those, those, even those fears and, and setbacks that you may have experienced between that conversation to where you are now, it's almost been embraced by you as opposed to living in fear, like you said. Do I have you right? Yeah, that's right. So those challenges are actually part of the process, and you've kind of taken that in as part of the success as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't have breakthroughs without breakdowns. So I do embrace the downtime because when I say downtime, I do embrace the breakdowns and when things are not going right because I know it's leading to to something else. And I just don't let those those times define me anymore. And back to the stories we create in our heads, I, I can't even tell you how many people I work with and they something clicks for them too. I, they're, every client I've worked with, there's, I call it a phase one and a phase two. The phase one is cleaning up those unlimiting beliefs and those stories that do not serve them. And then all of a sudden, it's like a couple of months and a few months, and it just depends on the client. But something clicks, and they're, they are off to the races and in their possibility and just killing it living their living their dream and and i i believe you know someone asked me recently do i believe that there's a leader in everyone can everyone be a leader and then everyone was saying no not everyone can be a leader i believe that people can if they are committed willing and and ready to step into that leadership because our lives are not about us we're we're not here on this earth to just do us. We're, we're here to serve. And what does it mean to serve? That means that means being a leader. And so if we're meant to serve, if we're meant to, to our leadership, then we do need to overcome those stories in our heads that we play in and out, you know, all day long. And if you created that story, you can create a new story. And so that's what I do with my clients is we create new stories to live into. That's awesome. And the story that you had to change happened really, be, uh, or it was initiated over that dinner. You, you mentioned her name. Can you can you say it again? Yep. Lena Forsley. Lena Forsley. Name. I was yep. going to ask in this interview, too, about, you, you know, you being a personal coach and, uh, and, uh, and a leadership um, coach. You've yep. got you've got to guide others, you know, um, and you were guided in that conversation. I was going to ask who your mentor was. Safe to say that Lena may have been one of those mentors for you. Is that fair? It's fair. I have tons of mentors. I have I have coaches. Sure. I whenever I have people ask me, how do I know who the right coach is or how do I hire a coach? Always see if that person gets coaching themselves like never hire a coach if they don't have a coach themselves because they they have to be constantly working on you know on their own selves so i 
I definitely have coaches and I the way that I got into personal development work I was just always interested in it as a kid my family would whenever they would fight I would make them all come together and I would hold mediation sessions no kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then conflict resolution of the family huh And I know that you and I are both in the dance community. You know, I'm from San Diego, born and raised. I was on Future Shock there, and I moved to the East Coast and started a dance team in D.C. But uh, I, all of the dance teams I've been part of, I'm I'm the team builder. I'm the mediator. I'm the one kind of bringing everyone together. So I I I hear you, and and you know I. I've had coaches, I've had mentors, but it's been it's been over the years. That's cool. So I mean, I mean, I would say the same for myself. I don't just have a mentor, but I do have a series of people that I look up to and just qualities that really stand out to me that I embrace and hopefully can apply in my own world. But it sounds like you've also had some experience in the team setting already, organizational setting, just based on dance experience alone. Um, that obviously had built some kind of spark in you. Would you say that that's kind of when you began to discover that helping others was your calling you know i found helping others be my calling in an organization called cask the california association of student councils it's a student-run student-led nonprofit, obviously in california and and it was when i was in student council in high school and we would travel (coughs) all over the state and lead these leadership conferences and coach and and train and so that's when I found my calling for leadership and then fast forward I how I got to the when I got to the east coast and I was on culture shock in DC I would really like I, I stepped into a leadership role when I got to DC culture shock DC and I I helped them with all of their organizational management and training. And so marrying those two loves of leadership and dance is how I I found my career in organizational management and leadership training. Okay, cool. So this was more high school where you kind of began to develop that. Yeah. That sense of I want to do this in when you got into your, your corporate job, was that a counseling um, firm of some sort? Or consulting firm of some sort? It's a management consulting company, yep. Got it. So it was also leadership training uh, that you were part of in that organization? (laughs) Yes. So I've had leadership in my life and career. Okay, cool. Throughout. Uh Uh-huh. So um, you touched on it a little bit about the stories that we tell, and I know that we've kind of touched on that several times throughout this discussion, but can you like truly define what it means for you to be a mindset coach? Yes, a mindset coach, I'll just define it as who I am. I am someone who transforms lives at the level of thought. So again, if a belief is a thought we think over and over again, and our lives are driven by our beliefs, then we can really transform our lives by transforming our thoughts, how we think. And this that definition is it's much broader than what I said because it also involves your feelings and involves you know the stories you make up there's just a whole science to it mm-hmm. but the real definition of a 
in my opinion, as a mindset coach, is someone who can help you transform your life, starting with how you think. You also began to touch a little bit on um, mantras and affirmations. I wanted to dive into that, and I think this yep. is a perfect transition for it too. So, mantras and affirmations have—they've been argued, you know, on both sides to either be useless, especially by people who feel that it's about taking actions and actions speak louder than words. Meanwhile, of Others also wholeheartedly believe in the influence of affirmations in given scenarios. So what's your take on that? Yep, I'm, on, I'm in both camps. I, I'm one foot in one and one foot in the other. So Fair. I, I wholeheartedly believe in mantras and affirmations. My clients are all about it. And there is a right way and a wrong way to, to do them. The wrong way to do them is you... Generally speaking, you sitting there feeling depressed, not wanting to do life, and then you're repeating over and over, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. But you're repeating your affirmation over and over, and you're just feeling not happy, and you're, <laughs> you're not wanting to be happy. That's sure. not how to do affirmations. And I think that's where affirmations and matches get a bad rap is that you're, it's of course it's not going to work or do anything if you're in a state of mind where you're not bought in or you even want to believe in it. That's definitely not the way to do affirmations. The way to do affirmations, again, when we have a limiting belief, that means we're living into our 5, 10, 15-year-old story. So if we have this if we have this story we're playing into, living into, that I'm not good enough, you're actually reliving your your five-year-old story when that's what your mom would say or that's what your uncle would say and you believed it, right? So when we're in that five-year-old state doing our affirmations, saying our affirmations, then we're not really getting the benefit of the affirmation. So what I work on with my clients is truly transforming who you are and rediscovering who you are and, and healing and forgiving that past and saying that is not who I am and making a declaration this is who I am now there's a whole process to it but anyway once you're in that new possibility of who I am is is confident and secure let's say those are the two words you choose then you add affirmations on top of it that's when you can get real results because again if a belief is a thought we think over and over if we just affirm and retrain our brains with new thoughts then we can take new actions so that that's the whole explanation of how to do affirmations now back to your point of actions speak louder than words they do they a hundred percent do so you can't you can't reach any goal with no action you you have to have to have to have to have to take action but if you're taking action and the whole time you're taking action, you're you have this these limiting beliefs and thoughts. The whole time you're taking action, that's not going to propel you either. You have to have that healthy balance of mindset and action, and have them you know be in lockstep so that you do in fact kind of manifest what it is that you're trying to manifest. And I know that's not the topic of this conversation, but you know people ask how how do we get these huge results? I mean, I, and you, I'm sure it's happened for you and your, and people in your audience, but there, there are things that happen in your life. You just can't explain it. And you, the stars just aligned. 
And how do we continuously have those happen to us? Well, we need to be in alignment. We need to be in alignment with our thoughts, our words, our actions. We have to be authentically ourselves, planted in the ground, taking action. There's a whole, I mean, I don't want to use the word methodology, but that's what it is. There's a whole kind of system and that we need to use to kind of move forward if, if affirmations is going to be part of the equation. It's, you don't just use affirmations. Respect. I appreciate the explanation. And um, yeah. as I'm gathering my thoughts during your, your, your spiel about affirmations, it sounds like the, the process that you explained, we almost have to come to terms with and confront that five-year-old story, right? The, those limiting beliefs that we have told ourselves to be true in that five, ten, or fifteen-year-year-old um, sit, uh, situation. And once yes. we confront that and really define and be completely honest about what's in front of us from that fifteen-year story, is to reverse engineer what what caused that what caused that belief and then how do we step away from that how do we begin to change that process and so it starts with let's work backwards like you said earlier in our discussion which is look at it from from the the past and what really created this belief in you and then reverse how can you step away and change that story is that correct so it's almost correct i would say instead of reverse i would use the word transform but that back to that five-year-old story so let's just say your parents got divorced when you were five and because of that you you have this belief that i'm not loved or i'm not lovable Hmm. and then you take that into your relationships and then we wonder why i have ex-boyfriend after ex-boyfriend and it so there's these patterns in our lives right and it does start from childhood and i know there's someone listening like okay, well, that's not possible to kind of reverse engineer that that trauma from childhood. But really what the work to be done is to just see what happened. Just We're not analyzing it, but we are acknowledging Mm -hmm. that something happened and we made it mean something else. That's just entirely BS. It's just so not true. And and since we now know that, now we're consciously aware that you made up this story about yourself, you can make up a new story standing in your truth, authentic self. That's the difference. So that's the part where in whole the whole personal development kind of arena, people got it all screwed up. Is yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> like, that's why it has a bad rep again, because it, it doesn't work if we're kind of living in our five-year-old I'm not love story and then doing affirmations and then reading all these books you have to do the work and the work looks different ways I have all kinds of clients on different levels of the spectrum some of them they really need to get through that trauma of what happened when they were five and ten and it is a heavy stuff but you don't want to stay there you don't want to just keep replaying the story you don't want to analyze it you just don't want to do that what you do want to do is have closure with it and there's different tools and techniques of how to do that but once we do that then we can move forward and that's the part that i work on with my clients is how how do you move forward well we need to reprogram our thoughts. We need to really dream that impossible dream. We need to do the things that we haven't been conditioned to do so that we can truly 
reinvent who we are. And and that's the work that I'm in is is transforming lives and transforming businesses. So we've just been talking about lives this whole time. I also do this at a business level. So uh-huh. we look at for my business owners what's not working in the business who how is the team structured what what's not working when their processes what's not working and then i use the same tools the same mindset tools to reinvent businesses and it's it's worked <laughs> yeah well and it sounds like you, you you've assisted people given tools to people who on an individual basis need to make that transition and then it sounds like you're able to apply this similar if not the exact same principles on an organizational level too where those same belief systems um uh, you know false uh false beliefs about you know what what's hindering them yeah you allow for those changes to happen via the tools that you provide. So, and and the tools can be found through your website, which is letsdancethroughlife.com. Yep. Tell me about that. <laughs> so, letsdancethroughlife.com is a website that just it, that actual URL just got launched. It the 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 URL itself is my name, but letsdancethroughlife.com happened because I was interviewed last week on the Washington DC CBS channel. Awesome. It was my it was a live interview and I was preparing for it and I have a friend who asked you know what what URL are you going to send them to and I I was like spelling my name and I was tell- she says no it needs to be a quick URL it just needs to be easy to remember it needs to be about your interview and it's advice I've gotten from another business coach of mine. So let's dance your life. It, it happened because my interview was about how how to dance through life. It's four steps of how to dance through life, and it's so funny. You keep saying the word leap in this. Interview. I'm smiling right now because I think you and I are on the same page. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> and my, my interview, my TV interview, was about the word leap. So that's that's how Let's Dance Through Life came about. <laughs> that's funny because you were explaining and almost laughing before you got to the punchline. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? She got put between a, hard, a rock and a hard place to make that name up. And that's how this all happened. And look at it. Yeah, it manifested but, but, into something but, too, totally but I cool. Say, I should say Let's Dance Through Life.com. The URL happened last week. But uh-huh. uh, my my brand has always been dance through life. My tagline's always been dance through life because uh, that's, that's who I am. I'm a dancer and I'm teaching people how to dance through life, how to be present, how to take it one step at a time. I'm your choreographer through life. You have your dance steps and you, you, you know, Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> without a doubt, we can appreciate that analogy for sure. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, all right. So you've shared a lot of um, a lot of themes here that seem to be reoccurring, which is mindset and and uh, telling ourselves the truth, and also being given the tools to begin the process of change and admitting those truths is kind of the first step. I'd love for the, our audience to kind of take something away, like a, a how to like right at this moment when they turn this podcast episode off that they can apply immediately. Are you willing to share something that they can just apply right off the bat? Yes. And I'd love for you guys listening to go to let's dance through and click on media and watch the three-minute interview I was just referencing because there is an acronym, LEAP, L-E-A-P. So how do we 
how do we get on the dance floor? How do we dance through life? We take a leap, starting with L, is learn. We've talked about that in this interview. I want you all to learn about what happened, assess, forgive yourself, forgive others. That's always the first step. After L is E, evolve. We've also talked about that here in this interview, is dream that impossible dream. Ask yourself, what do I want to accomplish in 2019? What do I want my life to be about? What do I want my legacy about? Evolve from that 5, 10, 15 year old that we've been talking about and make a declaration for E. And then A is the most important letter and leap is to stay accountable. You have to have those accountability processes, structures, hire a coach, do whatever you need to do to make sure that you're staying accountable to what you said you would do. And then finally, P is processes, write down the steps it takes to do it. So L-E-A-P, if you need to re-see re that, re-watch it, go ahead and go to my website and I explain that more. Awesome. Let's dance through life.com. The media yep. link is where you'd find the three-minute video that breaks down the LEAP process or acronym. Learn, evolve, accountable, or accountability, did I hear that right? And then processes. Fantastic. Joni, what's in the future for you? Um, when you look ahead, you know, you've been at this, you've been saying that you've been wanting to be a coach for over the, the, you know, the past decade, push came to shove, you took your leap. And here you are doing your thing. What's ahead? Oh, my gosh. I'm building a few companies. The umbrella company is called Influencer Mindset. That is going to be about large expos, conferences, bringing influencers together in different industries. And then under that, I'm going to have sub brands and I do have other brands. So one is called Mindset Sisters. It's a personal development company for women. We're going to Bali this year in August. So anyone listening wants to go to Bali and we have some spots available. Uh, And then I also have another brand called Enterprise Mindset. That's my corporate consulting brand. So any business, small business to really large businesses. If you're looking for organizational change management or team building or anything that has to do with, with changing behavior, um, that's going to be my corporate brand. And then I'm going to have a travel brand as well, doing retreats abroad. Um, it's going to be, it's a brand within itself. So I'm kind of talking about them like they're in the future, but they're all happening right now. We're building them right now. We have clients in each of them. And so the future is, is pretty big. That's Not awesome. Really Lots of moving parts for you in this in, in these different yeah. endeavors. That's so cool and admirable, really, yeah. that you're able to control so much of it. Um, you know, on top of just being a mother alone is a task <laughs> in and of itself. And here yeah. you are giving your heart and soul into helping and serving other people. I respect that so freaking much, Joni. This is exactly how we should be communicating with one another via social media, through podcasts, and, and through your website. I, it's such a powerful and encouraging thing to witness. As an audience member of yours, I, I, di- I can definitely respect and admire what you do. So thank you so much for thank sharing you, your insights. It's thank huge. You. I, I want to return the compliment, and I love what this podcast is about because your audience is all about I know you all are consuming content, but we're all in the same boat where we all have fears. We all have stories in our heads. We all need to stay accountable. We're all in the same place. There's no, I always say, we started 
talking about comparisons, I always say once you compare, you lose because there's there's no comparisons. We're kind of all on our respective journeys and we can't do it alone. We need whatever it is, the podcast, the friends, whatever is going to serve you. And so I really admire you and thank you for bringing this platform to your listeners. And I invite anyone who wants to have a free strategy session with me, just go to letsdancethroughlife.com, schedule an appointment with me. Happy to walk through your 2019 with you guys. Cool. All right. And so before we actually wrap it up and I let you go, can you share how people can contact you via social email or anything like that? Yes. My website is letsdancethroughlife.com. That's letsdancethroughlife.com. And on Instagram, I'm J-O-N-I-R-A-Y-O-S. That's J-O-N-I-R-A-Y-O-S. Awesome. Thanks again, Joni. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. See you. All right, real cool episode like I promised, and I hope that you felt the same way because she has some really, really cool things to share with us. Um, Really love the intimate story that she shared with us about her transition from her previous job and into her own business, Uh, but furthermore, the fact that she comes from a very good place, um, knowing that she's struggled uh, in her own life and in her own way, and is using that struggle and what she learned in professional environments as well as personally to apply that in a way to help others too. Um, I want to speak on Joni's behalf here because I know that she dropped her URL, which was letsdancethroughlife.com. If you type that into your browser, it will lead you to her new URL. Um, And disclaimer, the episode that you just listened to was recorded several months ago, and so before I actually aired it, uh, there has been a change to her website. So it is themindsetgroup.com. Again, that's themindsetgroup.com. And the link that she was referring to, the media link that will lead you through that leap program or leap method um, is actually still there so the website is generally the same it's just the url is different but if you type in let's dance through life.com it'll redirect you to the mindsetgroup.com which is joni's new website guys thank you so very much for joining me on today's episode it means a whole heap to me that you've even taken the time to join me on this show. If this is your first time listening to Setting Stages, again, welcome to the audience community. It is so dope to have you here. If you are gaining something positive and something valuable from these episodes, give me the highest rating that you can on whatever platform of podcasts you listen from. It just helps the show gain some relevance and exposes it to other people who could potentially gain something positive too. And that is my whole intention is to impact people to their core in a great way and what better way for that to happen than through the community that takes something away from it already if you take a screenshot of this on your on your phones share it on your stories tag me underscore eddie mac on instagram i would be more than happy to shout you out as well just to spread the love that you're showing to me thank you guys again for joining me go about your day with positivity passion and purpose let's go